Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good afternoon. We thank you for joining us here today. Uh, if you are here in person, go ahead and take a seat. I'm Pastor Gabe. If you're here online and you don't know who I am, and if you don't know who I am in general, uh, hope you get to know me. Um, we are glad that you are joining us here at Emmanuel Church today. Uh, just before we get into the word, just a couple of announcements. This Tuesday, we are going to be re-beginning, restarting, our, our coming together again for e-groups. Uh, Tuesday at 7.30 here in our space, here at, um, where you see us here. Um, we will be meeting on Tuesdays at 7.30, so we hope that you have a chance to come together with us as we get together to study the Word and pray together, um, and we always look forward to the times that we get together for that. Secondly, uh, on um, February the 20th, February the 20th, we have some news that we are going to be excited to share with the body of this church uh, and we hope that you will be here or join us on, online to hear what we have to say, what we're going on to say. It's going to be a very special day, and we're going to be having a what, what we're calling a Vision Sunday. If you've never heard of that before, it's just where we kind of talk about what the future is going to be for this community. And so we are excited about that and hope that you can be with us on that day. Um, and if you want to give and support what is going on here and what we are doing here at Emmanuel Church, you can give. If you are here in person, we have a giving kiosk and a, a container where you can put your offerings. If you are online, you can give online by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Or you can text the amount you want to give to 84321. And we appreciate everything that you give, everybody, the, everything that everybody gives. It goes to the day-to-day -day operations that we have and everything that we do to be able to help people through, our, through this body. So now, today, we're going to get into the Word of God. Um, we have not been, uh, been in any kind of sermon series. It's been kind of like an unofficial sermon series. I've been kind of building on... Uh, some ideas since the beginning of this year, and I'm continuing to do so because as I've preached, uh, I've always feel like there are certain topics that I address that I don't fully address or I don't get to enough when it comes to what I want to talk about. And so today we're going to keep on going. Last week I spoke on perseverance, and in perseverance is the ability to keep going, keep uh, taking one step forward at a time. And it's something that's necessary um, for life, for faith, as we've, we've, uh, we've definitely seen and experienced these past few years where we've had to go through some difficult times, some difficult circumstances, and we've had to keep going. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that's just right. But one of the ideas that I touched on is that sometimes perseverance looks like rest. And I, did, I don't feel like I touched enough on that. So today, that's what we're going to be diving into. And if you talk to me 
And if you heard me speak on any kind of occasion, rest is something that is important that I, 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 I advocate for because it is something that is necessary for life. And it's something that I talk about a lot, even though I feel like I don't get enough rest. Uh, but that's just sometimes how it is. When I was a kid, I, didn't, I really didn't appreciate the power of something uh, that I was often forced to do, and probably because I was forced to do it. You know, when you're forced to do something, you don't really enjoy it. You don't force to do it. You. But in the early years of school or at home, they would tell me, you know what, it's time to take a nap. When you're a kid, you don't appreciate naps. When you're, you just don't want to nap. And even when I got older as a teenager, I started thinking, like, if I accidentally fell asleep because inevitably my terrible sleeping schedule as a teenager would make me fall asleep in the middle of the day. I would oftentimes fall asleep for hours and then I'd wake up upset with myself because I'd be like, I wasted so much of the day. And that's how it feels. Sleep often feels, to many of us, like it's a waste of time. Rest feels like a waste of time. Like we're just burning daylight hours, burning hours of our day that we could be doing something else with. But as I got older, I started to realize how important naps were and how much I crave to take a nap. And I don't often get to. Uh, Sometimes I get to on the weekends, but only on the weekends. During the week, there's not really much of an opportunity to do that. But it's so important to us to sleep. And yet many of us in the United States struggle with sleep. According to the CDC, about 70 million Americans suffer from chronic sleep problems. 70 million Americans. That is almost one-third of the population of the United States. And I'm probably pretty sure that it's more than that, except that that's just anybody that would admit to it. And lack of sleep is associated with injuries, disease, mental illness, poor quality of life, well-being, increased health costs, lack of productivity. Sleeping problems are also major contributors to some chronic conditions, including depression. And when we have all of these issues, we start to realize how important it is to have rest in our lives. Not just sleep, but rest. To be able to rest. We often reject rest or, or, because it's a waste of time. Or sometimes we reject rest in our lives because it is, for many, a luxury that cannot be afforded. For many who have to work multiple jobs in order just to survive. Rest is not something that they can do. But yet we need to find ways to make time for rest in our lives. Different ways to make rest important. Because if we look at the word of God, we take rest for granted. We allocate it to the end of our day or whenever it's, we feel it's necessary. And even when it's necessary, we rush it. We cut our sleep short, waking up early to get more done. Waking up, uh, sleeping less so that we can get more done into the night. Thinking that we can just cram it all at one, at one point in time. We take advantage of it and we ignore, and by doing this, we ignore the model that God has given us. 
In the very beginning of creation, in the story of creation in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31 to chapter 2, verse 3, God, the story of creation tells us that God finishes creating. And he says, God saw all that he had made, 131, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, and this was the sixth day. In chapter 2, verse 1 starts, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. And so on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. From the very beginning of the Bible's story, we are modeled by God the importance of rest. And yet, God is not someone who needs rest. There are other parts of the Bible that tell us that God never sleeps. He doesn't grow tired. He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't, he doesn't grow weak. He doesn't need that. Yet, yet, he felt it important to take time to model that to creation. To model that to the whole of creation, to humanity and to the world around us, that rest was important. And you can even see it built into how the world works. A lot of times we think of winter as this very dreary and dark time that we experience. But winter is nature's way of resting. Trees and plants go dormant. Animals hide away and take time for extended periods of rest. And that was something that I learned recently that, I, that kind of blew my mind. I always heard that, like, I thought of hibernation as, like, this time where just bears would just go into a cave and they would just not wake up, like, for three months. But I've learned that that's not true. They do wake up. They do do things. They do eat. They still do things. And I was like, wait, that's so weird. Like, I, all my life, this is what I was taught, and I was wrong. But, it was, but they do take time to rest from their normal activities. Nature takes time to rest. All of creation takes time to rest. Yet humanity is intent on ignoring rest. Especially here in the American culture, we live in a place where we are often experiencing sleeplessness. There are cities in the United States that are called cities that never sleep. Like it's a good thing. It's awake all of the time. It's always doing something. And we pride ourselves in that. We push ourselves. We, 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 we use so much of our time and burn so much of our energy. And we think that we are doing good. Yet when we look at the Bible again, there is need for rest. There's need for rest from a lot of things. In the Old Testament, the laws that were given to the Israelite people, they said every seven years they would have what was called the year of Jubilee. And on the seventh year of Jubilee, they would plant nothing. They would not grow crops because they would give time for the ground to rest and get it ready for the crops of the next year to come. Not only that, but a crazy idea that many of us wish, myself included, would be like a reality in the world we live in today. On the seventh year, all debts were forgiven. If you had any debts, gone. 
You don't have to worry about pain. Gone. Amen. I need that. I'm praying for that. Rest. It was given rest in respite. It was modeled into the law that rest was necessary. The Sabbath was a day that needed to be taken in the Ten Commandments to keep it holy for rest. To keep it holy for rest. Not only in the Old Testament, we look at the New Testament and we look at the life of Jesus. Ten times in the, in the scripture of the, of the time, uh, it's mentioned that Jesus took time to get away to rest or to sleep. It's so important. It was so important that it needed to mention it. Because Jesus was also human and needed sleep. It wasn't always successful because a lot of times people would find him out. Hey, it's Jesus. You ever have interruptions? It's like, ah, it's time to sleep. And then your phone decides to go off suddenly. Nobody wanted to talk to you all day. And the moment you decided to take a nap, that's when it goes off. That's when all the text messages and phone calls start coming. I have that happen to me all the time. But Jesus modeled it. Jesus often told his disciples, hey, it's time for us to get away. We need to get away from the crowds and we need to rest. We need to sleep. We need to take a breather. We need to relax for a moment. We need to get away from it all because rest is necessary. Yet we often push ourselves. But there is beauty in rest. Because if we continue to rush through life, rush through our faith, and we do not give ourselves time Time to bring it all in together, to, 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 to process it, to take respite from all of that. All we will do is simply burn ourselves out. And I've done that in my life. I've experienced several periods of my life where I've been burned out. And, the, and to make matters worse, the way, the way we live our life in this country Even if you're burned out and you're tired and you have nothing left to give, people still make you feel bad for it as if it's something that's wrong with you. You just, you know, you just need to keep on going. Grit your teeth. Keep on going. Keep on doing. Keep on working. You just got to keep going. I have nothing left to give. But there is beauty in rest. We cannot allow ourselves to be burned out. There is beauty in rest to find. There is beauty in finding space to rest in our lives. When we are constantly on the move, we don't give ourselves space to wonder at the beauty of life, the beauty of God, or the beauty of who we are and who we were created to be. Jesus offers us rest in Himself, and that's so important. Where we find rest is important, and it has to start with our, our faith, and it has to start with our faith in Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, Jesus is talking to groups of people who have experienced just that. They've experienced burnout of life. They've experienced burnout of their faith. In fact, Jesus even says, you religious leaders put these burdens on people that they cannot even carry, and you can't even carry it. Yet here you are placing this weight on people. In, 11, in verse 11, 28 to 30, he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we allow ourselves to come to Jesus for rest, when we allow ourselves to stop and rest, we allow ourselves to see that we are not walking life alone. That Jesus walks with us, that he is there to give us rest, to carry our burdens. We will be able to find more of life, more of God, more of ourselves. You see, it's beautiful. I was just having a conversation with a friend, and they were talking to me about some things that they were going through and how difficult things had been for them. And I told them, you know, I've been in that space before too, but one of the things that has brought comfort to me is as a Christian, I believe that I don't carry all of that weight by myself. The weight that I cannot carry is carried by God. When I can't get through something by myself, Jesus carries it with me. And see, that's exactly what Jesus is saying in this moment. He says, you've been given a lot of burdens You've been given a lot of religious rules and regulations of how life should be lived and how you should do things and it's weighing you down and you feel like you cannot accomplish any of it because there's so much pressure on you that you cannot do it. He says, but trade that in for what I am offering you. Trade that in for what for my yoke. My yoke. And I'm not talking about egg yolks. A yoke, if you know what a yoke is, I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, anybody do farming? If you're not a farmer, you won't understand. I'm not a farmer, so I have had to learn what this is. A yoke was a tool that was attached to two oxen, and it was put on their shoulders. And this would attach to plows and, and other things that would allow them to do work. They would carry uh, carriages and wagons, or they would carry plows and they would plow the ground. And so a yoke was something that was put on these two animals and that they would be able to do work together. And it would make it easier for two to carry dozens more time weight than they'd be able to themselves, do more work than they'd be able to themselves, and do and, and so on. It was so convenient for farmers and everything like that. And so Jesus, this is what Jesus is referencing. He's saying, look, at, look, the burden I'm offering you, it's not heavy. And even though it's not heavy, I'm telling you, we're going to be yoked. We're going to be doing this together. You're walking with me in life, in faith, in work, at home, in your families, in your careers, and your education, and your pursuits, and your dreams, and your goals. Everything that you are walking through, you are walking through with me. And it's such a beautiful thing. Because we often do not give ourselves space to remember that we aren't in this by ourselves. We think that we're the only ones. I'm the only one going through this right now. I'm the only one struggling with this right now. Nobody knows what I feel like. Nobody knows how I think. Nobody knows. Nobody understands me. If you're a teenager, that's how you, that how, that's how you think all the time. <laughs> that's when I was like, when I was like, nobody gets me. 
But it, it's not just that. It's throughout all of life, we feel like we are alone and isolated in our problems and our struggles, and we cannot reach out to anyone because no one will understand. But Jesus understands. And He is right there with us, offering us to pick up some of that weight, to carry the things that we cannot carry. That is rest. See, rest does so much more than make you not feel sleepy. I mean, that's important. If you are sleepy all the time, man, have you ever, have you ever been in a place in your life where you realize when anyone asks you, how are you doing, and you always answered tired? It's like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that person. I'm tired. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Tired. That's not good. You probably need to be taking some more time to rest. Because having time to rest is a beautiful thing. It gives us time to reflect and process. When we take time to stop and look at our lives, we can see what's happening to us. Sometimes we are going through issues in our life and we don't know what's going on because we don't take time to rest and process our lives, process our days. The other day I found myself angry throughout the day. I put on a smile through my face, but I was like angry on the inside. And I was like, I don't know why I'm angry. And then I went to go work out and I was like, I need to think about my day. And I was thinking about my day and then I realized what was going on. Something someone had said had made me so upset, so frustrated that I decided to just push it down in that moment. But I didn't, I would not have known that and could have gone to bed angry if I had not taken time to process it. Rest allows us to reflect on our time, to stop and see and process what is going on inside of us, what is going on around us. Sometimes we're moving so fast throughout our day, we don't see anything. We don't take time for people that we love, for things that we love. Rest gives us a chance to discover that, to discover the things that we love, to discover things that we enjoy, to discover deeper relationships with those that we love. A lot of times, I think, especially Christians are painted as boring people, but I think it's because we, as Christians, tell ourselves that we shouldn't find happiness in anything else but God. But I think it's because a lot of times we don't know where else we are happy. Because we don't take time for that. We don't take time to understand who we are. Because we are moving at 100,000 miles an hour and never taking a moment to see ourselves. But rest allows us time to discover. Discover God. Discover our relationships deeper. Discover our, well, we, who we are more. Rest allows us to refresh ourselves. And refill ourselves. You don't drive a car on empty or you shouldn't. Sometimes we have to. It's like cash is a little tight. Is it? Is it like, you, you go, you go, have you ever done that? You look at the E and you look at the gas meter. And it's like, is it on the E? Or is it, is there like a little space before it? Oh, it's under the E. <laughs> I need some gas. 
We try to make it last the very much we can. And that's just reflective of how we often live our lives. We have no time to refill ourselves and we're just running on fumes. We shouldn't do that. But rest gives us time to refresh and refill our energy. Our emotional energy. You find yourself, maybe you're an introvert, but then after prolonged time just around people all the time you feel uh, an extrovert who likes to be around people but eventually you run out of emotional capacity eventually you might run out of emotional capacity you might run out of physical capacity all thing, all kinds of things we have multiple layers to ourselves we can be tired physically but we all can also be tired mentally emotionally we can be tired spiritually because we have so much going on but if we rest in god we find rest and and, and res- we find a way to re-energize ourselves the bible tells us in the isaiah chapter 40 it says if you wait on god he will renew your strength he renews it he refills it he fills your tank up back to full again he gives you the space and the energy to be able to keep on going but you got to stop and take that time to refresh and to refill. Rest gives us time to marvel at God. You found yourself at times in life wondering, you know, I'm here and I go to church and I pray, but I never feel like I'm close to God. I never feel like God is here with me. Because we are going through even our faith at a fast pace. And we don't take a moment to breathe and be with God. To marvel and to thank Him for the things that He has done for us. For who He simply is. Rest allows us to do that. When we rest, we discover that we are not doing life on our own. We do, but we have a constant companion that God is walking with us, working in our lives for our benefit. But what rest looks like for you is dependent on who you are and what brings you life. I cannot give you advice on how you should rest. It's different for everybody. Of course, I should advise you, like medically, get eight hours of sleep. It's probably a good thing. Try to get eight hours of sleep, seven to eight hours at the very minimum. Get what you need. That's important. But otherwise, rest looks different for each and every one of us. We find rest and sleep, sure, it's essential for functioning. But rest can also come in the form of things that we enjoy. Things that we find that bring us happiness. Doing things that bring us joy. There's a Netflix show a while back that was really popular for a while called uh, I, I don't uh, I don't exactly remember it, but the star of the show was Marie Kondo, and it was the way of organizing things in your life, and many of us could probably do with that. And the idea behind Marie Kondo's way of organizing your home was that she would have you like bring everything out of your house. If you were organizing a room, she's like, all right, bring everything out. Bring all the books, bring all the clothes, bring all the stuff out, everything where you can see it. And you take each item and you look at it and you say, does this bring me joy? 
Does this spark joy? And if it does, you keep it. If it doesn't, okay, get rid of it. You move through the things in your life. And so I, I, I started thinking about that. And I was like, yeah, you know, that is exactly how rest can work for us. We've got to find things in our lives that bring us joy. That bring us joy. Things that we go to that make us happy. Maybe it's music. We enjoy playing music. We enjoy listening to music. Maybe it's movies. Maybe you like to watch a certain kind of movie and you take time to just enjoy watching movies. Maybe you like to play video games. Maybe sports. Maybe exercise. Maybe it's creating something. You love to create, to paint, to draw, to make. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's time with other people, people that you care about, people that you love. But all of these things can bring us rest. Because it because there are certain people in our life that drain us. You go to work and you know exactly what people I'm talking about. There are people you interact with and you're like, man, I just don't want to be around them today. You avoid their calls. You have them listed in your phone as don't answer. <laughs> there are people that drain us, but then there are people in our lives that bring us life. You're like, man, I liked being with them today because that, that made me happy. We find rest in things that we enjoy. People we enjoy being with. And so it looks different for all of us, but we've got to take time to discover that God enjoys it when we enjoy life. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that God came that we may have life and life more abundantly. It wasn't talking about eternal life it was talking about the life here on this earth in the world that he created and said go and enjoy the life that you have been given sing dance celebrate go out with friends do things that make you happy because that is where we find a space where we can rest Oftentimes, even though it's physically exerting for me, I go to run and I put instrumental music in the background and I come back, I'm feeling like, man, I have more life now. I have more energy. I have more capacity to think and to be creative. We've got to find what works for us. And secondly, we find rest in God's presence. If we're always moving, if we are always doing something, then we are going to miss out on being in God's presence. Because we can come to church and then be thinking about, where am I going to go eat afterwards? I think about the party that I'm going to, the, the things that I'm going And, you know, that's life. That's part of stuff. That, that's distractions. But sometimes we don't even take time during our week. Sunday is the only time that we take for God's presence. We don't take time in the start of our day. We don't take time at the end of our day or throughout the week to say, I'm going to stop and just be in God's presence right now. Whatever that means, whether, whether that's reading the word, whether that's uh, listening to worship music, whether that is just being silent and just trying to listen to God's voice. But in God's presence, we find rest. And that is what Jesus was offering. He says, in my presence, with me, you will find rest. You will find rest. And that is the best place to go. That is the best place to go. 
And I'm about to close here. So worship team, whoever's going to help me out here. As I, as, as I close here, five quick things that can help us with resting. Stop. First, stop. Progress isn't always moving forward. Sometimes it's taking time to stop and see where you're at. We've got to take stock of where, where we are in our lives. Progress doesn't always mean you have to keep moving. Sometimes you have to take time to see where you're do- what you're doing. Breathe. Everybody do that. Take a deep breath with me. Doesn't that feel good? Breathe. Reflect. Take in life. Reflect on the change that needs to happen. Reflect on the wonder and the blessings of life. Reflect on God. Three, refocus. Do you feel like you've gotten off track with faith or life? Take time to refocus and stop and focus on Jesus again. To be reminded, I'm not walking alone. He's here with me. Number four, ask. Ask for help. Sometimes rest is asking others for help. I can't do it by myself. God is with me, yes, but I need help. I need strength. I need support. I need someone to listen, a shoulder to cry on. Ask for help. And five, lastly, enjoy. Celebrate. Take time to celebrate life. Who you are, who God created you to be. And who God is. In those moments and in those ways, we will find rest in our life. So that even though we've been in a place for the past two going on three years of a pandemic and the world is struggling and pushing and wondering when can we get back to normal. I'm tired. I'm tired of all of this. I'm tired of all the stuff. The worry, the anxiety, the trouble. I'm tired. The world is tired. We're tired. And God opens his arms and tells us, here I am, find rest in me. Just be with me in this moment. Would you stand with me this afternoon? We're going to pray that God would help us to find rest in our lives. Rest in him. And if there is anything you need prayer for today, let us know in the chat if you're watching online or if you're here, just lift up your hand and talk to us after service and we'll pray with you how we can. So let's take a moment, every head bowed, eyes closed. Let's just focus on God in this moment. Jesus, we thank you for your presence in this place. Help us to clear out distractions and worries, our anxieties, our fears. And here we are, many of us tired, many of us 
exhausted. Many of us don't have much else left to give in all of this. Help us in this moment to rest in you. Give us strength again. Give us hope again. To hold on to you even when things are hard and difficult and we cannot see a light at the end of the tunnel. Remind us that we are not walking this journey alone. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Just take this moment as the worship team leads us in a song to focus on the presence of God because he is here waiting on you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.